0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to issue number 66 of Elder Speak, the official podcast of elder-geek.com. This is our 20th take and attempt to do the podcast this week. It has been podcast prep from hell. Unfortunately, you realize this is me, Gavin, and the director's chair, Moth, is unfortunately out. This week, he had more technical problems than all of us, which is saying something. But helping me through the stress of getting you the latest news and everything else is Trevor back back again from the site. Hey, Trevor.
1: Hey, how
0: are you doing? Doing okay, and we are in the middle of TGS. Unfortunately, we are recording on Friday, which means we won't be able to get you the most up-to-date news from the show floor, um, at least here uh, on, the, on the podcast. So make sure to keep it to the site proper, and we will have everything for you. Just not, unfortunately, we won't be able to talk about everything. But we have plenty to talk about for this week, and we are starting with Team Ninja sh- and Team Ninja showing appropriately. It was in a rather exclusive. Ninja House. This is, these, this is actually their words, not mine. Although I would love to have been at a Ninja House in Tokyo. And uh, here they uh, show that they are still strong after the, the departing of uh, Tomonobu itagaki san and uh, various other financial ro- woes. And they debuted three new titles for our amusement. Let's go with the ones we know and can predict about first. We have a new Ninja Gaiden coming this way, which probably means later down the road a new Ninja Gaiden Sigma. But right here we don't have a lot of Info about the new Ninja Gaiden yet, All we have is the poster that you can see on the site. It's a bloody Ray, uh, Ryu, um, Ryu Hayabusa. Hi, Hi There we go. And he's okay, all. No one can pronounce his name. Yeah, that's true. true. Almost to. Yeah, but he's all bloody and tugging at his mask, so they're saying it's a darker Ninja Gaiden, so this may be an indication, but that's all we know so far. We also have a new Dead or Alive for the Nintendo 3DS called Dimensions. This one, you can play the entire story line from the first four entries in the series, and all in glorious 3D, which means even more reasons to enjoy boob physics, I'd imagine. But um, those are the ones we know. They also talked a little bit about Neil. Uh, Ni-O. They're a samurai action game that is a collaboration between them and, I believe, uh, Koei. Yes, Koei. And uh, the, those guys are famous for, of course, the Dynasty Warriors series, so we're, we're, we are anticipating a similar game from them. We don't have a lot of information on that, unfortunately. It was originally a PS3 exclusive. We don't know if they've branched out since. But this was delayed, so it's very happy to see this back in full production. But we have Ninja Gaiden... Dead or Alive Dimensions, and Neo. So, uh, Trevor, let's start with you. Uh, where, where are you sitting on the whole Ninja House event from Team Ninja this year? Uh, I think it's cool. Uh, I'm a really big Ninja Gaiden fan. Gay Dan. Whatever the fuck they call it now. <laughs> it um, I think it's Guy. G-A-I, G-A-I, G-A-I is... Yeah, it's Guy. At least in Japanese, it's Guy Den. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, anyways, uh, big fan. Hard as shit. It was the first really hard game I beat and just went crazy over beating. I love the series. Uh, I really think, though, at some point they're just going to make a game where a ninja comprised solely of boobs is going to fight giant boob demons who are trying to capture all the boobs in the world. Uh, I will buy that game uh, first day, so they should get on that. But no, I'm really excited. I'm very excited.
0: I think they should get on the uh, Ninja Gaiden boob Sigma game that you uh, you mentioned. Nice. I think that would sell quite a bit. Um, any thoughts on uh, Dead or Alive Dimensions or at Neo? Are you looking to have... Are you, lo- are you looking forward to boob physics on your portable Nintendo 3DS? In your face, as uh, it
1: were? <laughs> 3- 3D boobs? Really? Uh, yes is my answer to that, a hundred <laughs> times. I have a bit of a grudge against Team Ninja with uh, what they did to other M. But uh, I'm willing to forgive them if they can
0: create a couple good games. Um, I'm with you on the other, other M grudge, but I'm not necessarily. I'm amused by it more, like because I don't know what people were expecting with giving the most misogynistic developer yeah, access to exactly. the most one of the most beloved female characters, except making her a partially naked for most of the time bitchy little Twilight fangirl. So I mean, Honestly, that, if, she
1: was, yeah. if she was naked. Uh, i would have liked the game a little
0: more just to- i don't know i i i thought her in the zero suit uh, uh, all across the game was a little disconcerting not to mention that they messed up nearly every theme of the series but this is the is topic topic question it is that, that's an entire different podcast so uh, what about uh what about neo have you uh, are you a big fan of uh, dynasty warriors or any of those like hundred hundred people on uh hack a uh, 100 people on the screen hack and slash games
1: a uh, really good friend of mine. He's actually a writer for uh, for the for the Geek, as I like to call it. Uh, Jesse Bagashinsky yep. is a huge uh, Dynasty Warriors fan.
0: Which so me which basically I, for those of, aren- those of you out there that aren't, those of you out there that are not familiar with the series, a Dynasty Warrior fan is also the same kind of people that like to um, precariously press the X button every every point yes. two seconds.
1: Yes. They're the people who still enjoy Sonic games.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry, um, I interrupted I, I you. I have
1: the liberty of, of hearing, uh, you've defeated an officer every ten minutes for <laughs> most of my college career. Uh, but I'm willing to give it a try regardless. I do like the series. It is fun.
0: So, good things coming out of Team Ninja for you this year? From TG, yeah, uh, I'm actually, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Welcome. Volleyball, so. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, we're going to skip the one that came after chronologically, because that's a big uh, talking point for us. Uh, it's, it's kind of hit the internet a bit hard on this, so we're going to skip Capcom for now and go to Electronic Arts. And they had a very dichotomous announcement in terms of new games. They showed off their, their usual routine, Dead Space 2, Dragon Age 2, Old Republic, etc., etc. But we have two new games from them. One is the highly, highly, highly anticipated new third-person shooter from Shinji Mikami. You may know him. Oh, he did a little game what was it called? I think it was like Resident Evil 4. So yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty big announcement from him. And on my end, it's uh, the new sound, it's the new music compositions from Akira Yamaoka-san who did uh, Silent Hill games. So I'm in it for that. But we have that. We have a new trailer up on the site from that. And we also have My Garden. A gardening sim, I think mo- uh, more for the Japanese crowd than American, I can't see them getting into this, but this is a 3DS title that you build different gardens, you have photography challenges involved in that, and you have a little uh, companion, kind of like a Na'vi creature called Tanuki. And rather interesting looking, um, what appears to be an obese bear in a in a diaper of some sort, but hey. He's it's-
1: a raccoon, but continue.
0: Yeah, actually that's pretty much where I wanted to leave off, but it's my garden. It's a, gar- <laughs> it's a gardening sim, it looks... Yeah. These aren't, you know, they, you're not going to get photorealistic gardens here. They are very odd-looking, but at the same time, very um, very intriguing. But I've been talking too much. Trevor, what are, what's your thoughts on uh, EA's showing this year?
1: Uh, my garden uh, seems to be the beginning of 3DS shovelware, in my opinion. Ooh. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to actually make it good. And, uh, that'll be cool. I'm actually super, like, like crazy excited about, uh, Shadows of the Damned. And I think you forgot to mention that Pseudo51 is working with them as well, which, uh, No More True. Heroes. Uh, one of my A- favorite.
0: And weekends. Killer 7. Color Seven as well. Yeah. Don't get Suda Fit. And um, just a bit of trivia for you: Suda 51 is one guy. <laughs> I thought it was a Gosh. development. I thought it was a development company for a while, though. I I, I learned my lesson a couple months ago. So just uh, just food for thought for all of you guys here. Yeah, I've been very much too much in the American centric. I should have done my research. But continue. You're a big Suda yeah. 51 fan.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Shadow the Damned. Uh, it looks a lot like like the, the the way it plays. It looks like almost exactly like Resident Evil 4. Uh, It just looks like they took the uh, response events, like where you would suplex a zombie, and brought it to the nth level. I know in the game you have control over a demon's soul, I believe, that turns into guns and other kinds of weaponry. Uh, Looks like a really interesting uh, run-and-gun take on the whole genre, really.
0: Yeah, and the weapons on display in the trailer was pretty significant, Mm -hmm. but uh, check it out for yourself. We have the trailer live on the site. We have pretty much every trailer that's attached to one of our stories, so make sure to check those out. But uh, um, a point of aesthetic contention for me, though, in the trailer, uh, it, it could just be me. Uh, Garcia, our lead demon hunter, our protagonist, yes. does he look a little cross-eyed to you in the in the yeah. cinematics? I mean, uh, one, one people's over here and one people's, like... Uh, way too close in the other eyelid. I don't know maybe it's I don't think it's an, a design choice but was that just me yeah. Trevor?
1: No no I noticed it, I found it a little disconcerting when I, when I watched it that yeah he does seem a little a little bit cross-eyed but it might this is just like a beginning trailer mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm fairly certain they'll, they'll iron that out before they hand it yeah. to us
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, of course, uh, the two big speeches, uh, all, as always in Tokyo Game Show, are the Keynote and the other company, and that usually is Sony and Microsoft. This year, Microsoft actually got the Keynote, and, and for them, that's pretty big, considering they were never that strong in the region. But they brought a lot uh, a lot for the region, and specifically surrounding Connect and uh, uh, one that I don't think anyone could have anticipated, Steel Battalion. The, uh, the mech game from the original Xbox had a very strong cult fan voice fanbase is coming back and without the gigantic mega <laughs> controller that it had super controller. exactly and completely for Connect. we haven't seen it in action though but its it does look exactly like what you would expect Steel Battalion Heavy Armor is back in full force with giant mechs alright now on the opposite end of the show the keynote speech uh, very important for Microsoft this year considering they've never been that strong in the region we have a ton of games that came out uh, in terms of reveals for Kinect their motion control platform uh, I'll get to the big one in a second. Let's just go through what we know so far. Codename D from producer Suda51 and Grasshopper Manufacturer. Again, uh, Rise of Nightmares, the survival horror game from Sega. A new 3D Dragonflight adventure game from the guy that made Panzer Dragoon. So that's awesome on my end. Uh, that's known as Project Draco, at least for now. And Haunt a Haunted Mansion, uh, more family-friendly kind of scary game coming out of the gate, too. I'm not really going over a lot of details on this game, because really all we got were 50-second fi- teaser trailers that just had maybe a couple seconds of gameplay footage and a title screen, so there's not a lot to go on. What there is, however, a lot to go on is probably the biggest title out of Microsoft at the show, Steel Battalion Heavy Armor. They're bringing back the... Uh, the cult favorite mech game from the original Xbox and without the mega uber super controller that it, ha- that it required when it first came out. This is all done in Connect, And unfortunately, we didn't see a demonstration with the Kinect software hardware, excuse me, but it's coming regardless. So, Trevor, a lot of games coming out there. Five, uh, one, two, three, four, yeah, tons, tons and tons and tons. Where are you sitting on Kinect? Uh...
1: Hopefully, nowhere near it as of right now. Ooh! I, I'm not really cool with the whole the whole gimmicky uh, arm waggling, you know, uh, phase that we've we've moved into in video gaming. But he said video gaming. <laughs> that's weird. Anyway. Well Hold uh, The Panzer Dragoon sounds cool. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Panzer Dragoon. I had the the glorious liberty of actually sitting in. Uh, one of the, you know the huge controller you mentioned? Yes. Uh, a friend of mine built a chair that, like, you'd sit in when you played the game. Wow. That was one of the most fun things I'd ever, uh, had the liberty to participate in. I can really see, uh, it being real good if they, I almost envision Minority Report.
0: Mmm. Well, I think, uh, I think a lot of people have envisioned that future for it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, specifically with that game. Uh, but I'm a little excited. It, it it sparked a little more interest in Connect than I originally had, which was none. Yeah. Which was watching a baby lion prounce about the screen. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that made me feel a little bit awkward. Skittles, I'm still. Skittles the lion. Yeah. So, but overall, TGS maybe a little bump, a, a good PR bump for you for Connect.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a, a minor, a tiny plus one. It's no longer. uh playing paddle ball or uh you know just goofily moving around the screen
0: yep okay well uh, maybe we'll get even a bigger pr boost once we see these games in action towards probably the beginning to middle of next year so rock on so good good for microsoft they came what they did what they came for um now on sony's end of the show they had a, a similar conference not a lot of new information we did get a lot of course from team Ico and uh Famido Ueda-san, uh, the maker of, of course, ECO and Shadow of the Colossus. And we got confirmed what we already knew, but like most things from Team I- um, Ico, that's still a really good thing. Uh, first of all, Last Guardian got a trailer. It had it showing that it didn't get at E3. It's coming holiday 2011. And supposedly this is America, Europe, and Japan. So rock on for that. And spring 2011, we are finally getting a confirmed release of the ICO and Shadow of Colossus HD box set collection smorgasbord, whatever you want to call it, coming out on PS3, 3D compatible, and with a uh, smooth 3D uh, 30 frame rate, which is much higher than the original PS2 games, of course. So good news on that. And one more um, outside of Team ICO, we had. Uh, the Demon Souls developer from software come out with a new product and we didn't even get a teaser for this. This is, we got a title. Project Dark. Another dark fantasy. And we, um, literally the, de- the, the, lead, the development lead came out and said, if you liked Demon Souls, you're gonna love Project Dark. So, uh, of course, uh, Elliot on the site has just been all over that because he is uh, the biggest Demon Souls fan, Age. fanboy I've known, yeah. But that's, that's pretty much the big, uh, the big stuff out of the Sony gate um Sony specifically. So Trevor, what about um what do you think on Sony?
1: I would I would argue they had one of the best showings actually. Uh in reference to ICO, I have money. Whom do I give it to? <laughs> I'll buy it right now. I I loved ICO and and even though I've played it like 3 or 4 times, I will play it again in HD happily. Uh, sh- did you like Shadow of the Colossus?
0: Um, I had my con- I had my issues with the controls, and uh, more than one time I kind of threw the controller down as I fell <laughs> off one of the colossi for the fifth time. But overall, I like the aesthetics of the game, and I'm probably going to pick up the collection too. But uh, in asking me that, I think I- I'm getting the sense that you had your issues with the game too.
1: Yeah, actually almost identical to yours. Uh I found some of the climbing controls. A lot of people said they just love the climbing controls, but I found that combined with the camera work to make climbing some of some of the uh the Colossi uh really difficult and frustrating. Um, and that kinda killed the game for me. I'm willing to give it another shot, especially uh in H D. Mm. Uh, but I'm glad to hear at least one other person uh, was as pained by that as me. All
0: right, we're not al- we're definitely not alone. I've heard a lot of complaints from a lot of people. Um, univer- uh, universally, though, they still come to the the conclusion that it was a good game. But it, to say you know it, to say it's overrated is is an understatement.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It's a good game. It's it's pretty. It, it's got a uh, aesthetic to it that I can't really name many games that share the aesthetic. Actually, mm. uh, the moral It's one of the few games that puts you in a moral situation that you cannot escape and affects you in a certain way.
0: And sucks at the end.
1: <laughs> and, and sucks at times when you, when you get very, very close to the end of the game. Yeah. Um, uh, with uh, Last Guardian, looks beautiful. Uh, oh, stunning. I really think um, that if, if it's going the way I think it is, which I am going to assume that you will be playing the boy... And, uh, the dog will be, uh, the...
0: I think they confirmed it as a cat bird.
1: Is it a cat bird? Really? I was telling it was a dog. Uh, well, the cat bird, uh, if he plays as the, like, AI companion, this could be, they have the chance probably to make the most, uh, heart-wrenching game ever. Like, emotionally involved, uh, AI character.
0: Already they they captured the kind of animalistic motion capture of this beast extraordinarily well. I mean, it looks incredible. Like, I thought it was a dog, too, because it has uh, a lot of the habits of a dog. It scratches behind its ear with its hind leg. They did a really good job. And thankfully, we have a ton of info from uwaita on himself. He spent the entire time just talking about it They he he has more questions in the crowd um but so uh, those of you that thought it was going to be a sad ending like everyone's expecting one of these people to die he says it's more uh he yeah, said it's more open-ended than that so um we can go through line by line what he said but i'll i'll leave it to you guys to go on the site and check out for yourselves it's it's extensive All of your questions at this point are probably answered there so make sure to check it out uh any final thoughts trevor on that
1: uh, I'm just really excited. I'm attached to the character just from the trailer. I will put you on the spot, though. Uh, when it comes to AI-controlled companion, what would you say is your worst experience?
0: Shut up. Resident Shut up. Evil 5. Get out uh, of my way, you bitch. Yeah, oh.
1: yeah. I, I have the liberty, well, the, it's literally the Capcom liberty of playing uh, that with another person. Uh, sadly, explain this to me. Capcom games, they did the same thing with Lost Planet 2. They shove you in a tiny box in the corner of the screen. And, like, uh, I wanted to kill myself. So even having a partner still made me want to kill myself in that game.
0: <laughs> Delightful. Good to know. <laughs> good, uh, a good, A good warning to all of our re- would-be Resident Evil 5 fans.
1: Don't play co-op Resident Evil or Lost Planet 2 unless you have a big TV.
0: That's warning to Good job, good job, well done. Now, um, yeah, in terms of Sony games, not specifically coming from the Sony conference, in essence, we have uh, Valkyria Chronicles three, and we have Yakuza seven in the series, based on Japanese releases. We haven't got them all in the States yet. Sega, make the make rectify the situation, please. But you said erect Yes, very good. Um, now, uh, one of these is playing pretty close to pretty close to the cuff. The other one's throwing in a bit of surprise. Valkyria Chronicles 3, more of the same. It's going back to the original plotline, original uh, the Second European War, and you're going to be playing a squad of the Nameless, kind of a bad company-esque uh, band of rebels or former criminals, etc. And but it's going to have a lot of the uh, innovations of Valkyria uh, Chronicles 2, mostly in terms of progression and. Uh, Character up to upgrading, uh, upgrading structure. Although it's going to be story based, not mission based, as Valkyria Chronicles Two is. And sad news for all of the uh, fans of the original: um, it's still on the PSP. So no PS3 for you. You you'll be denied. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get a sound clip of this, uh, the Seinfeld soup guy, and just cut. No PSP for you. Uh, no PS3 for you. But on the other end though we have Yakuza which uh, like Valkyria Chronicles I'm a major fan of and this time we have Yakuza with zombies. Yes, yeah I, you're thinking of the right uh, the Kazuma Kiryu fictionalized Tokyo crime drama Shinmu spiritual successor out of Sega. They're getting zombies. And it looks almost like a Left 4 Dead thing. We have four characters. One has a turret arm, mind you. And it just the the fictionalized area of Tokyo is Throwing it's just full of zombies and you have to go through it to save one of Kazuma's orphans. So if people want an innovation in Yakuza; they're they're getting it. So a, a lot of a lot of weird information coming out of Sega this year, especially. Uh, Trevor, where are you a fan of Valkyria or Yakuza?
1: I like I like Valkyria. I've played a little bit of Yakuza, but in both cases, it's, it's just it's just a why, like a why to me. Like uh, Valkyria One was one of the arguably one of the best looking PS3 games in my opinion.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Amazing yeah. art style direction, uh, especially in terms of the kind of watercolor aesthetic.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh I, I just I don't I don't see the point of keeping it on the PSP. I I, lo- I like the PSP. I'm one of the few people who really stands by my PSP, but when you create a product that is as beautiful as Valkyria Chronicles or, yeah, Valkyria Chronicles 1 was. I just can't I can't justify taking that away. And putting on the PSP, it seems like a crime. And don't even get you started with zombies <laughs> and Yakuza. We don't need. It. Guys, guys, we don't need zombies anymore. We get it. We get it. It's too often just an excuse to remove AI from uh, your, your opponent in a video game. Look at, um. Just look at really any prototype. Uh. What's the new one that came out for the Xbox 360 where you're the super soldier? Agent! Sure. <laughs> okay. One person out there knows what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but but they they substituted out the uh, the evil people in the city with zombies, which just turns into a frag fest of... Sincerely, not epic proportions. Uh, stop it with zombies. Stop it with zombies and mix guys of Arcadia too.
0: I, I think you need to. I think you need to put this out on the side I think we need a feature rant from Trevor on this. I, I, I think you're not alone in this. No more zombies thing. I've never been a fan of zombies, but I'd love to do it in Yakuza. I I didn't think Yakuza needed a, needed a revelation. I love it as it is. I'm going to continue playing it. I hated Shinmu, but I love Yakuza, so I'm weird. But yeah, um, the, the guy has a turret arm. I want to play as the guy with the turret arm and kill zombies. That seems like fun. As long as there's hostess bars. keep Bring hostess bars back, Sega. They took it out in my Yakuza 3, and it pissed me off. But um had a good debate on Valkyria Chronicles on the site here. Um, and for my, for my money, what I would say is Valkyria Chronicles reviewed well, but it didn't sell well on the PS3. That's why they moved it to a PS3. That's why they're continuing on the PS3. Uh, PSP. They want to drum up enough of an audience on the portable, and if they do so, they may bring it back to the PS3. And of course, how uh, to debate on that? Uh, people have brought up a good point of why don't you just do it like a PS1 classic, put it on as a download that can be played on the PS3, even if intended for the PSP. That could. That it's could
1: a feature that's not utilized very often.
0: No, just they, they, uh, they,
1: they continually have the option to do that, and they never, they, they haven't done it for anything.
0: Well, I mean, if they do that, they really fragment the PSP audience. So uh, At that point, what, what's the point of having a PSP if you do it on the go? And most studies say people play handheld games most at home. So, yeah. especially with the PSP, it's kind of a very, very fragile ground to tread here. And I think Sega is just trying to keep it a sure bet because they obviously love the love the franchise, they just want to make sure it sells enough just to keep going, and given the fact that they, um, there was a break between Valkyria Chronicles and Valkyria Chronicles 2 that does not exist now, games are coming out really quickly for the franchise, I think they really are building to another PS3 release, so hang on tight, PS3 fans, I'm sure Valkyria Chronicles is coming back, they wouldn't release a sequel this this soon without it, without intentions of expansion although one more point i want to make before we move on uh people have kind of laughed at the title as it is now because it's called valkyria chronicles three unrecorded chronicles so it's chronicles 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 and unfortunately that's the working title right now and it's based on the japanese title which is valkyria of the battlefield so there's no there's no repetition of the word chronicles in the title in japan so i'm pretty sure it's going to be um Sw- I Swapped for something in the uh, in the states version, probably just unrecorded saga or something, but it's not going to be as humorous as some people have found it. But
1: I don't know, it's it's like three chronicles, you know. <laughs> I think they're trolling us a little bit.
0: <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, but uh, we're uh, let's move on to another game, not so related to um, Tokyo Game Show. Again, we're coming back to Capcom. Don't worry about it. I have a lot to say on it. I am a fanboy of the series that everyone has been bitching about in terms of the new installment. We are coming back to that. First, we're going to APB All Points Bulletin. Trevor, did you play All Points Bulletin? I
1: I did not. I
0: know no one else did. No one else did. Yes. About, uh, Two months, 17 days of active service. Real Time Worlds did not make enough money off the initial launch of APB, and they're shutting it down. And to my memory, this is the quickest shutdown of any new um, MMO project in a long, long, long time outside of you know very cheap Korea productions or, um, so, or China productions or something like that. Especially for as hyped a product as APB, they they went down real quick, too sweet. <laughs> Uh, so, unfortunately, they shut down, and the 130,000 registered users, unfortunately, that they are kind of stuck on the last $28 uh, they paid for it. So, a lot of people are pissed off, especially since they, uh, like I said, they cut, they cut out in the middle of a month. Good news, though, a good kind of uh, addendum here. They're looking to sell the the title now, and if sold, we'll probably bring back APB without uh, without too much of a delay. Uh, we have a report here that suggests one of the biggest buyers interested is Epic, Epic Games, Unreal Tournament, Gears of War, which isn't too much of a stretch here, because the game APB does run on the Unreal Engine, and if they picked it up, they would be able to just flip it back over and bring it back online again. But again, this is just a report. We have a confirmation from neither party, unfortunately, at this point. But, yep, APB is pretty much dead on the water, right as as it exists right now. Trevor, are you sad?
1: Uh, no, I say pull the cord. It's like keeping grandma alive.
0: Yikes! You, know? yeah, you don't think you don't think Epic should, uh, you know, flip it back on the market? You don't think they should do a quick housing restructuring?
1: Uh, I mean, it'd, it'd be nice for the people who bought it, but I, I don't see the revenue generate. I don't see revenue actually being in this product anymore. I mean. It just doesn't seem like a good idea. It's, it's, it's video game Darwinism, you know. <laughs> you just gotta let it go. I
0: mean, I've never heard of Darwinism used in such a video game consumer product uh, thing, theme before, but thank you for bringing that up, Trevor.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna write a book about it.
0: <laughs> good, good. The, the, or, the origin of what? The origin of e-species.
1: Origin of shitty video
0: game e Sounds good, sounds good. Well... If you disagree with Trevor, (laughs) make sure to let him know on the site, but uh, I I tend to agree, too. If if a new product fails that that stiffly in its first couple months, it's not a good sign, but who knows? Epic may... May see something in all points bulletin that we do not. Now, one more news point before we return to the big discussion for us um, and for the entire internet. It seems uh, the White House is br- uh, coming back into video gaming, at least in terms of issuing another challenge. You recall that ori- originally they uh, they had a a little bit of a relationship with a user generated uh, heavy games like Little Big Planet, and you know offering not subsidies but definitely. Uh, con- um, a challenge and offer, and offering praise to games that attempted to educate through those kind of games, create levels based on science and math. And here they're issuing the challenge directly to you. Or if you're not a, if you're a middle school child, or if you're a actual developer, they're issuing you a challenge called the National STEM Video Game Challenge. STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. Core concepts that many believe to be the essence of lower lower education before one goes to college to specialize So what this means is um, for the middle school kids you are to create create your own game or at least a a plug or a what's a pitch for a game using these using these uh, skills and hopefully to educate within these skills or if you're an actual game developer you make said game and you submit it to what it is the Joan cans Coney Center at Sesame Workshop and Eli Media. I have no idea what that means, but there are the, we have the site to donate to or to submit to, and that is the challenge. Trevor, are you, are you up for it? Are you, are you going to get your developer buddies on it, or are you not happy with the White House getting oh, yeah. in on the game industry?
1: I'm going to get my, my developer... F- That's why I, uh, I write for uh, reviews, because, you know, side business, I make all the video games. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just nice to hear something good about video games be said in the media, at this point,
0: especially coming uh, he, from the White House, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Especially, I think um, I think Obama uh, castigated video games once or twice, or his wife did. I don't remember.
0: Um, uh, he didn't regardless. castigate. He didn't castigate vi- uh, video games themselves. They did. He did castigate uh, parents that don't um, turn off video games when needed, or you know, uh, have their children adopt healthier lifestyles. Which I definitely prefer to you know condemning video games as Lieberman and Clinton have done. <laughs>
1: Well, um, I'm happy to hear that it's in a good spotlight for once. Uh, I feel like uh, it's another showing of, of how some of the, I'll say, older generation doesn't quite understand what making a video game entails beyond a simple Flash. Or TI calculator game. Because yeah. that's all you're going to get out of in my opinion. I, ideas maybe, but I, I mean, I would actually like to see if, if uh, the age group that they're aiming towards can produce uh, something of any value. But once again, it's good news for us because uh, it's not them saying, you know, it's going to ruin the youth. They're actually encouraging the youth to to do something in the the fields that they love,
0: I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's, a ni- it's definitely a nice contrast to the California video games law going after the Supreme Court. So hopefully it's news like this that will may- maybe make the Supreme Court l- lean a bit towards our favor of self-regulation, but... Um, yeah, like like Trevor said, it's always good, especially for the White House to get on on video games in a positive light. So again, if you wanted to check it out a bit further, we didn't do a really good job of explaining it because they didn't they didn't do a very good job of explaining it. We do have the link on the site, so make sure to check that out. And as inevitable as it may seem, we need to return to TGS to Capcom for the for the discussion point of the week. And uh, Capcom did do a bunch of stuff, so let's go through that first here. Um, Capcom showed off. A new, uh, more Dead Rising 2 stuff, a new Xbox-exclusive add-on content, this time an epilogue as opposed to a prologue called Case West, which features a cooperative campaign between Frank West, the original protagonist of Dead Rising, and Chuck Green, the new protagonist. So you're going to have a little bit of uh, cross-proliferation there. Not too much is known about that outside of that. We do have the trailer on it on the site, though, so check that out if you wish to see. And we also have a new game which actually interested me a lot more when I saw the trailer, than on paper, so you're gonna have to take my word on it here. Capcom is pairing up with CyberConnect2. Those are the guys that made the Dot Hack games. Dot Hack slash slash whatever. Um, so based on the anime, and those are actually surprisingly decent if you played them, which not a lot of people did. This is called Azura's Wrath, and uh, as the title suggests, there's an anger aggression mechanic that, kind of like the Hulk, stronger he g- uh, the angrier he get, the matter he get, the stronger he get. And it just looks like a really powerful uh, hack and slash game. You're gonna have to check it out. At the, uh, it's one of those few trailers that end with a god literally pushing his finger down upon the hero, and the hero surviving. So that's always nice. Uh, but of course, we have to come back to the big one, the one that has made everyone mad. If Sucker Punch thought that their their rejuvenation of their main character got a flack, they got nothing on uh, Ninja Theory, because Ninja um they brought uh Capcom brought Ninja Theory on where they did themselves. Ninja Theory is producing a new Devil May Cry, known right now as DMC in graffiti letters, and of course you know Ninja Theory as Heavenly Sword and Enslaved guys. Dante has a new look, and people will not be liking this new look. He's thinner. He look. He's younger appearing. He has jet black hair with a bit of white, as opposed to uh, Dante's regular white. And he just looks incredibly lanky. Um, I have a few more complaints on that, but we'll we'll start with that a little bit of controversy there. So, uh, Trevor, let's build up to that a little bit more. Build a little bit more in anticipation. What do you think outside of Devil May Cry of Capcom show this year?
1: Outside. There's more I wanted from Capcom, and I don't know if uh, any new news has come out since we started this podcast, but, uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Dead Rising. Uh, I really couldn't get into the game. There's this one of the two factions, because there's always a faction that thinks Dead Rising is the greatest thing ever, and a side that really couldn't get into it. Uh, I'm on that side. So, Dead Rising, mm, I guess that's cool. Uh, Az- Azura's Wrath, on the other hand, I think looks fairly awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of the just uh, hit things really hard genre of video games.
0: I think so, that is an actual genre.
1: Yes, yes, it is. It is a very popular genre. Uh, anyways, very excited about that. Things they didn't show that I wanted. Uh, Mega Man Universe. Uh, very little was said beyond what we already knew, uh, which is it's going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. I wanted to hear Monster Hunter. I've said on the podcast before, a uh, huge Monster Hunter fan, and outside of,
0: uh... You are the only one in a, in America, that is, I think.
1: Ah, uh, bullshit. <laughs> uh, no, there, there actually is a, a fairly large contingent of, uh, US Monster Hunter fans. If you, uh, the Wii version, which is shit compared to the PSP version, uh, still has a decent following, cause I play. Uh, you can message me if you ever want to. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, aside from the custom Monster Hunter PSP that's being released in Japan, uh, surprisingly so close to a possible PSP two, um, they really didn't say much, and I was I was really excited about that.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of disappointing omissions. We have have a lot of trailers for said games, but not a lot has been said, like yeah. Trevor said. So make sure to surf the internet for all those trailers because that's pretty much all you're gonna get, sadly.
1: Where's Mega Man Legends three? Come on.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's ever gonna happen I don't know I, I'm I'm part of the vast majority that thought that game was shit <laughs> I thought it was like a very small contingency I'm finding people all over the place that love that game I'm like why it was crap
1: oh you're, you're just a fuck.
0: it was like it was like Sonic the Hedgehog in 2006 it's crap how
1: dare you Sonic the Hedgehog
0: yeah 2006 Sonic the Hedgehog you heard it I put it out there I bought it you, have you, I opened uh, the door put it brought it on the table opened it and set it there. That's what I did. (laughs) Have you
1: seen anything about the new Sonic at all?
0: Uh, Which one? Uh, Uh, Four four or Uh, Colors? Yeah, I did a report on E3. It looks all right.
1: I think it's kind of... I'm going to say it kind of looks like to be shit again. And it's mainly because of the jumping mechanic. But other than that, uh, he was never a very big jumper anyways.
0: Nope. I don't really care. I I was a Sonic fan. Um, I'm just going to wait. Because eventually they have to make a good game. It's just... Law, the law, law of averages. Yeah, the law of exactly mathematics. It eventually going <coughs> Even though that's going to be the re-release of uh, Sonic Sonic Adventure or whatever on, uh, on Xbox Live in place. Uh, yeah,
1: but cast on Xbox
0: Arcade, which is awesome. But okay, we've uh, we've we've danced around the bush long enough here. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on DMC?
1: Uh, uh, I'm gonna go out on a little rant that may be, uh, completely counter to your little rant. Okay. Uh, for, for the people who haven't seen the new Devil May Cry, uh, trailer, he basically looks like, uh, a Johnny Ranson Englishman. Uh, you know, the chest exposed, uh, flock of seagulls, haircut going on, ripped jeans. Uh, I say, uh, looks good. You know, stop whining, everybody. <laughs> Dante had become a character, a caricature. He he no longer was a standing piece. In Devil May Cry one, we had a badass. In Devil May Cry two, we had a, oh, okay, he's still pretty badass. Devil May Cry three, we started hitting a weird point, and then at four, blah, and we got a caricature of, of what of what we usually liked. This is our first chance to get something new, to get character added to this caricature. He does not look that bad. He looks as I would expect a, a uh, fucked up teen that can see demons would look. And the trailers have him doing the canon stuff we have seen Dante do. So, uh, shut your filthy horn out. So it looks good.
0: <laughs> well said. Well said. I, I've actually seen many many responses to it in that same vein. Um, a lot of fanboy hate on this. I, I am in that way too. Uh, not for the reason you think. I, yeah, he looks like the first emo boyfriend from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I'm not too happy with it. I don't like his voice. I don't like his look. I can deal with it. I never really liked Dante's look to begin with. I like the gameplay. And it looks like that's there. What I don't like is the change of setting. I don't like it's modern. I don't like it's gritty. I don't, um because one of the key factors that drew me into Devil May Cry was a kind of modernistic, pseudo-gothic kind of structure. I mean, it wasn't gothic enough to be, you know, hot topic, which is disgusting, and um, but it was just enough that it had that kind of nice, um, Victor- um, dark Victorian mystique about it. And I, I, my fear is, especially with Ninja Theory here, um, who whose games, let's face it, weren't that good, Um, bring it into the modern times, it is just gonna be too much of a temptation to make it every, uh, like every other damn game set in modern times. Um, I like the new weapon, I like that he attached to cars and threw it at these beasts, I like that he put a cigarette out on it. I still don't like that it's in modern times. Uh, You lose a bit of that Devil May Cry thing, how could it be a prologue if it's set in modern times? Does the world just go through a gothic renovation, like a, like a e-renaissance? Like a like a devil a deevolution. Uh, well, we don't know if it's a prequel or if it's a or reboot. A reboot,
1: yeah. It almost has to be a reboot, in my opinion, simply because yeah. it would insinuate that over the course of Dante's life we regress architecturally, which makes no sense at all.
0: No, and personally, I liked the character. I don't think Dante was ever a character. uh, From the very first moment that you see him, he's an over-the-top, just uh, bombastic figure. And I don't think we needed a character like that. I don't don't see a lot of people complaining Kratos not having a character, aside from Kermi Mad. I don't... I never wanted... uh, Yeah, he became annoying. I don't think that was his fault. I don't know why we had Nero in Devil May Cry 4. I mean, Devil Devil May Cry 3 was arguably the best game in the series. It got people back into it after the travesty of Devil May Cry 2... And they just went a weird ass direction in Devil May Cry 4. I would like to, I would like, uh, maybe if you want to reboot it, just retcon Devil May Cry 4 out of existence and continue what you had. I, again, yeah, does the Can new, I bother me? Does
1: I, I, I disagree with you. Um, I'm I, I looking at this picture of, now we get to see Dante uh, as an adolescent, rebellious, who is coming into this uh, new world where, he starts seeing, uh, you know, the demons, the monsters. Uh, they have him in the uh, sane asylum at the very beginning, and they're talking about Why? troubled youth. And, and, Why? and just, I feel like you might be able to vestige some sort of plot. And I liked Heavenly Sword for the most part. Heavenly Sword had more character, like more physical character in its uh, protagonists and antagonists than I have seen in any of Devil May Cry
0: or God of War. And let's be honest, it wasn't because of any good writing, it was because of the excellent motion capture.
1: Oh they, yeah! If they can do some of that, I'll, I'll be I'll be elated. I'm excited. I, I I disagree with a lot of people. I understand where you're coming from, though. I'm sure I, to see some new stories.
0: Yeah, a lot of it's aesthetics, but for me, it's more it's le- it's more I don't I can deal with his character. I mean, it's just gonna be a moving it's just gonna be a moving character. I'm not gonna be really focusing on his wardrobe. I just don't like because it's gonna my my point is it's gonna affect the level design that got me so invested into it. For me, the original Devil May Cry was an inheritor of the Legacy of Cain franchise. They just modernized it a bit it still it felt that it had that kind of mixing of visual uh, genres
1: side, side genre
0: in, in in essence yeah but um it just it, it for me personally it bridged the gap that was left by Legacy of Kane that wasn't filled by the the newer crappier Legacy of Kane games but um like I, many people I don't think I'd have enough say to call up heaven uh, to call up Mental Theory and go yeah here's how you're changing it to fit my needs um uh, yeah. Again, people are bitching about a a, a teaser trailer. So exactly. if I don't like I, I don't like games modernization, I don't like things going back to teenagers because everything's teenagers. Let's get older people back into games, please. Yeah,
1: I agree. I want gruff, you know, shit yeah. yeah. up. Don't that's don't why I
0: like Dante. Games. I that's, hate Yeah, that's teenagers. why
1: everybody likes Dante. I completely agree on environment with you. Uh, this could turn into something really good if throughout the game you see. Uh, uh, his hair go from dark to silver because he already has the silver roots, yeah. and I tend to believe it has something to do with his his uh, coming out into the the demon viewing world or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think they could do cool stuff. We'll see. And like you said, it's it's a teaser
0: straight yeah. and yeah, just please clean him up a bit so it doesn't look like he rolls around in filth all day. But please, it, you know, like okay. Unless if you put it into the game sure if it's a mechanic like press X to roll around in filth <laughs> um, so you keep
1: demons
0: away exactly sure demons through filth ok we have talked way way too damn much on this <laughs> again it's a trailer please bitch at us bitch at Capcom bitch at Ninja Theory on our site that's what it's there for if there's no fanboy topic greater right now in the industry then oh my god Dante looks like a hot topic emo wearing freak He's going to sparkle in the sunlight. (laughs) Okay, let's end out here with what we already know, and unfortunately for Sony, just the latest in the line of pre-reveal reveals. The PSP2 is official again. It's been confirmed by developer again, and it just keeps getting more and more confirmed by everyone but Sony. I don't know how they can't keep a handle on their shit. I, Nintendo keeps a handle on their shit. Yeah, the 3DS was revealed. Microsoft does it. I don't know why. Maybe people are more eager. For the, they, people want the PSP to evolve so badly that they try to latch on and get any information quicker. But, Sony, you gotta, you got to get a better security team or something. You'd be losing your shit all over the place. But, it's
1: definitely the best, worst-kept secret.
0: Yeah, yeah. But let's go into the story here. PSP2 hardware, confirmed. Like, Mortal Kombat executive producer... Who what is his name? Sean Hemrick of NetherRealm Studios, the guys that are making Mortal Kombat says he has a physical version at his at the studio. They are testing it to see whether or not they want to have one a version of Mortal Kombat on it in addition to the consoles. We haven't seen one for the three DS. He doesn't he's looking more at the PSP two. But that means it exists, it's being shown off to developers, which in my mind, Sony's launching it in competition of the three DS, which means we need to hear about it at the very at the very, very latest. At CES or CES time, which is the very—if I'm not mistaken—the very, very beginning of the calendar year. If we don't hear it then, Sony's going to mess it up. And hey, it's Sony, so oh, that so may be their plan. it's about? like the—it's like the United States Democratic Party. They find a way to mess up in any. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> politics does not belong in here. But yeah, PSP2, Trevor, thoughts? Uh,
1: you know, you know, how I feel the PSP. I'm a fan. Uh, I still own the fatty the old fatty one
0: thousand. So that would be yeah, the one the PSP one thousand model, good for you, I suppose. Yeah.
1: I actually originally bought it to uh and honestly, I originally bought it to uh emulate. It was it was touted as an open source device that could do everything.
0: Yeah, I my and, original my, my original PSP one thousand was a brilliant device. It was a cell phone replacement, had Skype, had all the emulators on it, um had it was an app store. A full yeah. cool version of the App Store, and then it, they fucked it up. And I—that's the thing—is they
1: created something great that everybody. I loved it. I mean, I. And then they they started killing the killer app for it, which was your ability to basically do whatever you want, homebrew device.
0: It was Linux. Uh, it was Linux and, uh, in your in your palm, which was pretty cool.
1: And. uh... They've moved. Like, I guess I said last podcast. They moved to uh, iterations that were two thousand, slightly better; uh, three thousand, slightly worse. Go, which I think they'll stop mentioning. It'll be like the Holocaust. They'll stop mentioning it.
0: Oh, oh wow! And, uh, <laughs> Holocaust. Wow.
1: They'll, they'll do uh, PSP two, which could be really good. I will buy it if it's good. I'd rather have it than the 3DS if it's good.
0: Well, all we know right now is supposedly. There's touchscreens controls, which I'm not too happy with.
1: No, neither mind, neither mine. If it looks like our older, uh, I'm assuming now that it's not going to look like the iPad version we had. I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a touch only tablet.
1: Yeah, I, that, that's good news. If Mortal Kombat's going to be on it, we can at least assume we're not looking at a tablet, because uh, you cannot play a fighting game on a tablet.
0: Although Street Fighter is on the iPad.
1: <laughs> Does anybody play it though? I mean,
0: actually, no. Uh, someone did a research on it. People bought it and never played it. They Sorry, just man. bought it to have it. Uh,
1: excited, not excited, I really just just show me something, Sony. Yeah. Just show me something to build any monochrome of faith, because you have made me lose so much faith in your devices.
0: More importantly, you need to do it soon, Sony. Very soon. I don't care I don't care if it has touch screen controls, what they need to do is at the end of the trailer they need to pan out and then have the uh, the codec sound from Metal Gear Solid, have the phone vibrate and then show a telephone number on it, and have a model pick it up with their hand and answer a phone call on it. That's right, how you do right, it. Right, just, just,
1: even if you're just showing us, give us resolution spec, Like, give us solid resolution specs, tell us analog sticks, tell us phone compatibility, give us specs. You do not have to show us a device. Just give us something to cling to.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we're going to end this podcast as we have many, many, many before Sony. It's kind of embarrassing for you by now by talking about the failures of the PSP uh, hardware and lineup. Uh, I want to thank you again, Trevor, for uh, sticking around the massive amount of failures we had technically trying to get this week up. I'm still not sure. I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna like explode or something. It's gonna corrupt the hard drives of anyone that touches the file when I send it out for editing. But thank you guys for being here at uh, issue 66 of Elder Speak official podcast of elder-geek.com, where you can find all of the upcoming Tokyo Game Show news and all the awesome news outside of the show in the industry. This is Gavin, and we're signing out later, guys. I love it. <laughs> TOTAL MIA! You Chief, can you hear me?